Hello, folks, and welcome to a special mini-episode of Death, Lies, and Alibis. I'm your host, Christy. Now, today we have a unique and important conversation lined up for you. We're joined by Sean Brownfield. Now, he's one of the individuals involved in a robbery at Jimmy Frecker's home a year before his untimely death. Sean has courageously stepped forward to share his perspective and shed some light on his interactions with Jimmy. We use Sean's exact words with an AI voice. Sean, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Christy. I have no problem talking and sharing with you. I commend you for what you're doing. Now, Sean, before we dive into the heart of the matter, you knew Jimmy personally. Could you share some insights into your relationship with him, you know, and what kind of person he was? I met Jim when I was 15 or 16 years old. Some of us, including myself, would help with projects he had, like raking leaves and fixing small items for neighbors. My mom and him were good friends, and we could see Jim's house from our backyard. Okay, let's talk about the incident that occurred a year before Jimmy's murder. What can you tell us about that day? And what led up to the decision of you three to target Jimmy? Bill and I were just hanging. We drank all the time, so being bored, we decided to party that night. Sometime later that night, Brian showed up. He started talking about stealing some stuff from Jim. At first, I wasn't up for it at all because I'm not that kind of person. And like I said before, Jim was a friend of my mom's. Unfortunately, we did end up going over to Jim's place. I wasn't a bad kid. I just didn't think things through. I guess the only thing that I could change that would end better for me, well, it would be my answer to Brian that night about robbing Jim. In the aftermath of the robbery, now there must have been a lot of emotions and consequences. Looking back, Sean, how has that event impacted your life? The biggest consequence was the two felonies, breaking and entering and grand theft. Um, That is on my records now, and even though it's been 30 plus years, it still comes up. Then, I ended up going to prison for probation violations. Now, I have that on my record as well. I really messed my life up back then. Moving to the night of Jimmy's murder, can you tell us how you found out and how you reacted when you heard the news of Jimmy's murder? After the robbery, I didn't see Jim. My mom called and told me about his murder. I was surprised to hear that something that horrible happened in Licking View, and I was completely shocked that it was Jim. Like I said, he was a good guy, quiet, friendly, uh, basically the perfect neighbor. Sean, did you kill Jimmy? Did I kill Jim? No, I did not kill Jim. He was my friend. I did not kill my friend. There's been a lot of speculation about who might be responsible for Jimmy's murder. Now, given your unique position, do you have any theories or insights about what might have happened to him? As a matter of fact, I have a few theories that I think should be considered if they haven't already. Yes, here's my quick list. One is family member. The closest DNA to your own is a sibling. Two, a homophobic co-worker that may have found out Jim's past. Three, as a kid, I remember an older man, maybe late 50s, early 60s, living in a camper in Jim's backyard. All good theories, Sean. Yeah, and I thank you for sharing. Now, Sean, this platform is yours right now. How did this affect you, and how are you doing now? It hasn't affected my social or professional life, really. My own cousin didn't even know, and she knows everything about me. Since then, I've grown up and matured, but the process was difficult. I I still mess up here and there, but I'm constantly working at it. I still work at being a better person. I have a wonderful woman, the mother of my two great kids. I'm in a better place overall. The best lesson I learned was when my dad kept preaching, Boy, you're not invincible. One day, you're going to find yourself somewhere you don't want to be. 
John, I want to thank you for your openness and for sharing your side of the story with us today. It's conversations like these that can help bring clarity and, I don't know, perhaps a bit of closure to those who have been seeking answers. You're welcome, and thank you, Christy, for your work. And remember, folks, we're all about uncovering the truth and giving a voice to all sides of the story. Sean's participation today is a step towards understanding the complexities surrounding Jimmy's case. If anyone else has information, insights, or wants to share their story, our door is always open. So thank you, folks, for tuning in to this special mini-episode. It's by talking and chatting like this that we hope to find the truth and ultimately justice for Jimmy and others who are affected by unsolved cases. As always, be safe, stay alert, and never stop seeking justice.